Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry. This week's episode is brought to you by Jokes Everywhere. Uh, so, for this episode, okay. I'm going to tell you guys my favorite joke, and we're going to call it the ad. Woo. This is, uh, I'm going to, there's a little bit of context, so I need you to bear with me. Maybe close your eyes if that'll help. But I want to take you to a field in Nebraska, a wheat field. The wheat is blowing as the breeze passes by and it's creating a wave of beautiful agriculture. The, the b- bright blue sky is speckled with fluffy white clouds. And standing erect in these fields are two windmills made of aluminum. One of the windmills is slightly bigger than the other. And the first windmill, the smaller one, is contemplative on this day. He's thinking to himself, Huh. Hey, he says to the other, I've got a question for you. The larger windmill. Well, go for it. Let's, let's hear what you got to say. The smaller windmill, again, in this contemplative mood, inquires, What kind of music do you like? Now the larger windmill, taken aback for a moment, well, he'd never thought of it before. He'd never been asked this question. And so, after a moment, he responds, <laughs> Well, I'm a big metal Are fan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. This is the worst sponsor we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry. Uh, thank you, Jokes, for sponsoring this episode. We are three Orange Boys, if you have not uh, listened to our podcast before. Uh, we love the color orange, we love movies, we love TV shows, and one thing in particular that we're a big fan of is stand-up comedy, Ooh, and comedy and in general, and just laughing. Uh, as you couldn't tell by the lack of laughter at my joke earlier. We only laugh at good jokes, Jared. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Your timing was wretched. I'm just going to say, like, My you're was... not going to be anyone's answer for the favorite comedian. Look, there's... <laughs> no, so there's a delay. Uh, oh, okay. For, yeah, so you guys probably... Oh, the yeah, because like, we're VM. A little, like... We, yeah, exactly. Uh, we were laughing uh, yeah, while the theme it. was going. Because we didn't yeah, really that's hear the punchline until the theme had already started. Of yeah, course. it's pretty... It's pretty severe delay but anyways today we thought we might dive into the realm of comedy talk about some some comedians we love some bits we love and that that sort of thing and so uh we appreciate all of you guys for listening um and yeah we'll probably start off just by talking about like some comedians we're fans of i don't, I don't know uh if you guys have any shout outs of, of your top comedians top genres of comedy that kind of stuff uh, yeah, I'll do a quick shout yeah, out. Yeah, go for it. Shout out to John Mulaney. Ooh, nice. That's it. That's, that's my, a that's, that's a guy who out. needs some exposure. So I'm glad we're giving him a shout out. On yeah, huge <laughs> podcast. I'm excited for him to this up and comer to kind of break in. Yeah, 
He's a pretty silly yeah. guy. So um, I think I I don't know. I, I've, I've heard his name around uh, small comedy bars and stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah he's getting, you know, know, whenever out we're out on the town, going to our open mic nights as we do on a regular basis. Right. Just checking out the yep. local talent. Yep. Scouting. John Mulaney. As we do. <laughs> Um, my shout out is to a guy named Mike Berbiglia, who I love his comedy very much because it's almost transcends stand up and just becomes genuine storytelling that's yeah. funny <clears throat> but also like very yeah. emotional sometimes and it's it's kind of an interesting unique style of stand up and I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. Me I'm a big fan of Mike Berbiglia. Um You want to hear a fun fact about his name? Sure. <laughs> sure. It's Italian, and it's pronounced birbiglia. <laughs> oh. All right. He's, he's even real? got no a one joke about um, how his parents are what he describes as Olive Garden Italians, where <laughs> <laughs> they're Italians but that eat at the Olive Garden. But, but then he goes in and tries yeah. to impress everybody with his pronunciation, so he's like, I'll have the pasta fagiole. And he's like, no, you won't, Dad. You'll have the pasta fagioli like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But trying to pronounce his name like that is just stupid, so Perbiglia is more than appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I'm I guess I'll I'll give a I'll give a shout out to uh actor and comedian Zach Galifianakis. Ooh, nice. very good shout out. Another up and comer. Uh, yeah, up and coming. Getting a start. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Does he? Ha- I don't think he haven't has any like stand up routines. He has one he does, actually. routine at least that Live I saw. At the purple onion. Yeah, and I hated it. Yeah, it was not very. Funny. I like. I like <laughs> I him. In, I like good. him in movies, and I like him like between two ferns is hilarious. But that special, I love really good. the special really did just feel like kind of drunken ramblings of a crazy person. Yeah, it was weird. That's yeah. always unfortunate as well because there are some very very funny people in movies and TV shows and stuff. And sometimes you'll watch their stand up and it's just like, what yeah. is this? It's like just yeah. a weird. Th- some people just don't trans uh, transfer their comedy yeah. in the stand up stage, which is fine. No, but it's just watching it, like loving them in other stuff, and then watching their stand up is just kind of like, Ugh. yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. In that in that vein, I'll 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 change my shout out to uh, <laughs> Sorry. Kumail Nunjani. Oh, Kumail! Oh yeah, Kumail. Great. No, it's okay. Super funny. <laughs> More. These are both just two uh, comedians I love saying the name of. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis yeah. and Kumail Nunjani. Nice. Uh, I think the the best joke from that Zach Galifianakis special was he said his name is abbreviated from Zach Galifianakis Stein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I do remember that. <laughs> so, at least he gave us that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, it's hard because there's not really a whole lot of, like, I don't know, we can't talk about the general aspects of stand-up comedy or, or comedians and stuff, you know? It's like, we can't be like, oh, it's either do you like stand-up comedy typically? Do you go out of your yeah. way or do you yeah. not? You know, and I know we all do. Right. It's, yes, uh, very it's much. something that it's stand-up comedy for me is one of those things that I can always turn on if I've got like an hour or something like that. Right. And I'm not really in the mood to watch a full movie. Yeah. But I just need want something turned on while I paint or or something similar. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Something I like but, doing is because Netflix let you, Netflix unlike YouTube lets you listen to stuff. 
um, just listen. You don't have to watch and have your phone on. Yeah. So I'll turn on a special and just have it running through Netflix and just do that, and that is very helpful. But one funny story I have in relation to stand-up um, is okay. one, one stand-up I like a lot is Aziz Ansari, but he is extremely inappropriate in his comedy. And so when I was a junior in high school, I was sitting in my English <laughs> class in the back, and I had, I had a hat on, like a beanie, and I had my earbuds in underneath. And I was listening to Aziz's stand-up, <laughs> and I was I was trying so hard not to laugh out loud because obviously when you're in a situation like that, it's conducive to make you want to laugh more because you know you're not supposed right. to be laughing. And there right. was just a few jokes in this special, and I was just like, <laughs> I was just stifling my laughter so hard. And my teacher kept noticing me until eventually she's like, "Are you okay?" Like, I was like, "Yeah, sorry, I'm just, I just heard something really. I'm just remembering something really funny." And I, and then like I classic. Eventually, classic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Classic I was just thinking of something, and it was just totally yeah, something class that and I had someone to, said earlier. Yeah, it was just like my friend something. I had to like lay my head down on my desk and like just start crying because I was, it was so funny to the point where I, and I was just repressing all this emotion. It was just leaking through my eyes and I just had to put my head down and like wipe my tears away. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And that is kind of like, honestly, when I started regularly listening to stand up stuff yeah. was after listening to him because he's in um, uh, Parks and Rec. Right. And so that's where most people know him from. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I think I, I want to say something before we get into it because a lot of our questions obviously revolve around comedians and we may talk about some people who are involved here, uh, but we're not going to be talking about SNL a whole lot, which is another mm. thing that like you know <coughs> I love some SNL. I'm not a huge fan of some SNL. Yeah, yeah. but we we thought Very hit or miss. that as a category might be large enough for its own episode yeah. uh, in the future. And so we might, yeah. we're going to hold off on those and just talk about, uh, well, we've got some fun questions. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. And, and S- honestly, SNL I, will come in the future for sure. I love a lot of SNL. There is some very good stuff that has come from SNL. It's just, it's very hit or miss nowadays. But yeah. there's some classic sketches you can go back and look at that just I make me laugh. I love the classics. And even new stuff yeah. sometimes. But yeah, we'll talk more about well, that later. We'll get into those, but for now, you want to let's get into our our first question. Let's Lucas, yes, you get wanna, into you the start news. Us off? Mm-hmm. I would love to. <laughs> so my in the industry, as we are all a part of the stand-up comedian industry, um, we refer to a joke as a bit, and so this question is: What is your favorite stand-up bit? from a comedy special or just an album or whatever else? Um, I will start. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm realizing just when I said Mike Birbiglia, I actually thought of my actual favorite joke. Um, so I'm changing my answer, but I have, I have another answer. Um, so I'll probably cool. just share shortened versions of both. <laughs> um, <coughs> one of them is from... The, the one that I was originally going to say is a story from Bill Burr's most recent special called Paper Tiger, um, where he basically kind of talks... He talks a lot more about his wife in this one than he ever has before, but he's he's married to a, a black woman, 
Um, and they just argue, like, all the time, you know? And, and that's, like, kind of part of... Yeah. Some, like, it's something that he's mentioned before, but this one he has, like, an actual story about it, where they watched a documentary about Elvis Presley, and... Um, oh, yeah. He could tell that she was, like, kind of just getting upset <laughs> the whole time. And so afterwards... She's like, do you want to talk about it? And he's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. And she's like, no, let's sit here and talk <laughs> about what we saw. And she's upset about the fact that um, basically like Elvis Presley stole a lot of like kind of the dancing and the music from the African-American community at that time. And then he, um, his response to her is like, do I get mad every time I see an African-American guy on a skateboard? doing skate tricks like that's a white thing but we're not keeping that to ourselves you know and she laughs but then he like tells about how he basically takes it too far you know like the entire point is like he can't stop himself (laughs) and so he just like takes it way too far and she just like stops laughing (laughs) and it's it's just it's a really really funny story uh, <laughs> no, and that's that's pretty on brand for, for yeah, Bill Burr. Yeah, that's Bill Burr <laughs> yeah. like, to a T. He has, like, zero filter. <laughs> just he just knows. says whatever he's he talking wants. Forever. He would just rag on whoever yeah. and whatever, like, <laughs> he, like any political orientation yeah. or whatever. He just, like, goes ham that's, on That's what I realized. Mankind. I thought for a while that he was, like, maybe on one side of politics and hated the other. But it turns out he's just anti-stupid people. And we'll just go after anyone who he deems stupid. And I think it's so funny. But the other one, this is, this is what the one that I remembered is actually my favorite. It's a Mike Birbiglia one. And it is basically the story of this, um, car accident that he was in that had an insane accident report that just like super (laughs) inaccurately described the situation and um, yeah. he pulls down a projector screen and projects a picture, like a scan of the accident report and just basically <laughs> reads out the entire thing to the audience. And he's like, you can tell how angry he is. He's just like screaming about it. And he's like a really tame guy, but he just like loses control on this story. And it's like, vehicle one yeah. started to go, <laughs> but then P1... That's also me crashed into him. And he just like, (laughs) he's just shouting about this terribly written accident report that, that basically he he was hit by a drunk driver and he was um, ruled as to blame because of how poorly written it was. Yeah, at fault. And it is just so funny. Which which special? That's in uh, My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. That's... Cool. Which yeah. is a hilarious name uh, for a special, also. It is. <laughs> I love it. He's like, he's like, I'm pretty self-destructive as a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how, or I would never, and I don't know how to, like, crash into myself with my own car. <laughs> it's great. It's a really um, good one. And I'm glad... I'm glad you brought that one up because when when Luke is asked like what your favorite stand-up bit of all time, uh, I kind of took it in two different ways of like favorite joke uh, or like you know moment in in a uh, routine or just favorite routine as a whole. And I think my favorite routine of all time is my girlfriend's boyfriend. Yeah, dude, uh, it's nice. special. Mike Birbiglia routine. 
it's it's he has such a good way of just telling a story and he kind of weaves in and out of different life moments and stuff and in the end you like just get chills like you just watched a, or listened to a really really good story yeah you know but it was funny and it was a routine mm-hmm. but it actually like you leave with something. It's emotional. You, know, you leave like, with Yeah. It, it's very emotional. It's good. And you learn life lessons, and, and it's, it's great. Um, but my favorite bit uh, is, <laughs> and, and I'm sure Niall already knows this, but it's a Nate Bargatze bit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know exactly which one right. it is. <laughs> so he performs this one. This Specifically, it's on uh, when he performs it on The Tonight Show, I believe. Yeah. Um, but he has a, a routine where he talks about a dead horse that he sees on the side oh, of the road. Oh, yeah. It is so funny. He actually, he put this story into his first full-length special on Netflix as well. He did. But I, I like his yeah. telling of it on The Tonight Show better. Yeah, same, same. Um, I don't know why. It's just like the timing just fits a little better and the, the audience reacts the yeah. way you want him to. He's just, he, Nate Bargatze is so dry in his humor and just so, like, just tell, tells, like, a story how it is. And, like, you won't realize he's telling the joke while he's telling it. And then as soon as you hear something, you're just laughing, you know. Um, in this specific story, him and a friend is, they're, they're driving to Mount Rainier um, to go on, like, a hike. And on the way there, they see a horse Uh, a dead horse on the side of the road and the whole time he's like just describing the drive but he's like just talking about all the implications that come with a horse dying and he's like you don't think about that when you buy the horse (laughs) you know you're gonna have to like (laughs) like maybe get another horse to like to move that get rid of that horse (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's like you can't just kick it into the into the woods and get a new one before like the kids get home you know <laughs> it's like the size of a horse and my favorite joke in it is he's like you know you're probably going to have to like have other people help you, you yeah know? like get, is... get some friends to oh, come over so, so he's like he's like hey man uh yeah so yeah it's you know the wife and i we're, we're getting a divorce it's messy it's horrible yeah if you would just come over yeah bring your truck um <laughs> 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 and he's like, and, and when they get there, you know, they're going to see it. it. Everyone saw it. It's the size of a, a horse. <laughs> and I don't, like, I don't think I don't they're getting a divorce at all. <laughs> I think we're here to move that dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I will be shocked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we leave here without, without touching that dead horse. <laughs> anyway, he goes on for like minutes just about this dead horse and the implications there and then uh he goes to Mount Rainier and then he ties it back up and I and I won't kind of spoil it but it is it's fantastic it's a great and story. the whole routine that that whole bit is like 10 like six seven minutes something like that yeah so go check it out it's on it's on YouTube yeah he's awesome. got a lot of good stuff the the one that I recommend for anyone interested um the first place I ever saw him is on a series it's like a mini series of stand-up comedy on Netflix called the stand-ups yeah. And I, I've watched them all, honestly, did not like most of them, but I really loved Nate Bargatze's, and that's the first thing, like, I've seen him do. That also has a contender for one of my favorite bits ever, which is his Cape Fear, um, 
reptile <laughs> sanctum <laughs> yeah, story. Reptile, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called exactly, <laughs> but that story is so funny. So anybody interested no, in Nate Bargatze, he's got a lot of stuff now. He just posted a or posted. He just uh, put up a new one on Netflix this year that's also very funny. Yeah, I. I watched it not too long ago, and that one actually had a joke. Oh, it's so quick, but <laughs> like it made me laugh so hard. And he's he's just like, the whole idea is just like, he is an idiot, and he bought two oh yeah <laughs> jackets that were the same, for, were different colors, not realizing at the store they were a reversible jacket. <laughs> and so, so he bought, bought the blue two one of and the, the brown same one. of different colors. <laughs> <laughs> and takes it up to the counter and they're like are, are, you, are sure? you sure about this looking at him like he's an idiot and he's like yeah I think I know what I'm doing alright <laughs> um, another quick plug for Nate Bargatze interesting thing uh, if our listeners are interested he stand up comedy oh, one of the sure. things about it is that it very often gets to be pretty raunchy or inappropriate or vulgar but yes. he he's um, oh, right. he's kind of in the same vein as like you know, the Jim Gaffigan, Brian like, Regan. not, like, intentionally clean, where it's like, I'm a family comedian, but just his stories yeah. don't really uh, cross right. into that realm of inappropriate stuff. So he's, you know, like, he's he's a safe family watch, is, is what I would say. And, and yeah. one, of the, one of the better. He's probably my favorite, you know, of, of that kind of realm of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also a fan of Jim Gaffigan. I've only ever been to two real, like, stand-up performances in person. One of them was um, Jim Gaffigan in Salt Lake. He was in the Vivint, and it was, like, full. Wow. So Jim Gaffigan was sold out the Vivint Arena. And then the other one was in St. George because I was down there to see a uh, Weird Al concert. Of course. And so (laughs) there was Jay Leno doing stand-up the next night, and we had tickets for it for free. And so we just stuck around and got That's to see that cool. as well. Yeah, it was good. I, I mean, and, I haven't really listened to much Jay Leno, but it was funny. It was a good time. Yeah, Both okay. of them were very good experiences. I would love to do more, <laughs> go to more, obviously. Yeah. But since I don't live in L.A. or New York City, it's much more difficult right. to go to the big right. boys. But um, my favorite bit is also, I think, from my favorite overall like stand-up album which is new in town also by john mulaney so good. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> i absolutely love that i just love john mulaney in general he i think he definitely is my favorite comedian because every single thing all of his albums everything i've listened to of his no matter how many times i hear the jokes or read them or see them or whatever else i will always laugh yeah. so hard they are just so yeah. consistently funny and the way that he delivers them is just so solid um <clears throat> and the one that I'm thinking of specifically is called On the Street. Um, and this is in New in Town. It's where you can also listen to this on Spotify um, or Apple or whatever else. It hasn't broken down by track and it's called On the Street. And it's where he is talking to his friend and he brings up, he's like, I don't really know if I'm super into the death penalty. And his friend oh is like, oh, goodness. so you're saying if Hitler, <laughs> if you saw Hitler on the street, you wouldn't kill him? <laughs> And so the way that he treats it is not like the typical, oh, if you were to go back in time, would you kill Hitler or whatever? Right. He's like, so you're saying if I saw a really, like a man dressed up like Hitler, like, would I kill that guy? Like, no. <laughs> or are you saying if I saw a really old man 
walking down the street that I thought kind of looked like Hitler? Would I kill that man? Why did and you just kill like, that old man? He looked like Hitler. <laughs> he looked like Hitler. I mean, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so hilarious. That oh. is a great one by him. Another one is um, the story of J.J. Bittenbinder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's from that's from Comeback I, Kid, right? That's great. Yeah. 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 That's on, I think that's a Netflix yeah. exclusive. Mm-hmm. But... Very, very funny. That's but my one. favorite, I think, is the the old man Hitler. <laughs> I, I'm surprised I just, I still... that none of us said the salt and pepper diner. I was, yeah, that's I was great, about I thought to you say, were say like, that. Because I'm that's, still that's stuck like on it. the one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, at least for John Mulaney, for sure. Um, like, yeah. To our listeners, if you've never heard John Mulaney's the salt and pepper diner, look it up like <laughs> right now. Like pause the podcast listen... and listen to the salt and pepper <laughs> yeah. diner. Because it is one of the funniest stories. Oh, it's yeah. just so good. As good it's as so good as good. as good as our content is, you know, <laughs> I think that might just as be well, a little better. Well, we just we wanna we want to give those smaller comedians um, kind of some of the spotlight. Like oh, right. So some, so take a break from take a break us. from listening to us. Go look up John Mulaney. He'll come up. You might have to scroll through the recommendeds for a while to find it because um, he's small. It's got like probably six hundred views. But um, yeah. all time, it's really funny. Like honestly, it Salt and Pepper Diner is the best. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about this, and and maybe you guys have felt the same way. And this isn't a question or anything, but like, I've noticed when I watch the same comedian like a lot within a short amount of time, I start like telling stories or like yep. my mannerisms yes. change to just match yep. them, like. I think it was last semester I was just listening to a ton of Mike Birbiglia. Like, I just love his stories and stuff. And I was just cranking out his specials, and I just started talking yeah. like him. I, I noticed. <laughs> I was like, he, first of all, he's not the kind of guy you really want to talk like. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, he's clean and he's good and stuff, but it's Very just like he talks weird kind of weird. Very weird way of yeah. speaking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've noticed when I listen to a lot of Bill Burr, I start making mu- many more analogies. Like, just mm. comparing, like, something dumb that somebody says to something else. Because that's, like, 90% yeah. of Bill Burr's comedy. Is just, like, comparing things to other ridiculous situations to help you see how yeah, dumb yeah. a person is. <laughs> and uh, I do that a lot. I definitely analogize stuff more. I don't know if that's a word, yeah, but mm. it is now. It's a great word. I, don't I love know. it. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about the impact of, of specific comedians yeah. on my life. And John like, Mulaney definitely weird... does it. He affects he affects yeah. just my pacing oh, yeah. of storytelling or speech like all yeah. lot. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, your your inflections and yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> you go much higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you you know. mean to anyway. tell like a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like you know, a, a crime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the way you talk to your grandma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's such a, like, John Mulaney yeah. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. I think, I think I'm up, which is, which is about as good of a segue as I can do. Just say, my turn. Um, it's my, my turn. turn now. <laughs> but... My question 
is uh, talking about comedians. There are a lot of movies that feature comedians, believe it or not. And uh, I wanted to see what you guys think. And this is, of course, one that I don't think any of our answers is going to be like our definitive answer and probably more just like a really good one that we can think of. But mm-hmm. who? No, I've mine's <laughs> definitive. Oh, wow. Whatever I say. Cool. Great. <laughs> you dig your heels in on everything. I like it. Um, I want to know yeah. who you guys think has the best comedic performance in a movie. So, like, wh- who's the actor and what movie and and why? This one cool. comes easy to me, actually. Um, and that's because it is, first of all, my favorite c- comedy. And if you're uh, a fan of the show and you've been listening, you know I what I'm talking guess. about. Um, and this, there's a performance in this movie that I've specifically talked about on this, on this podcast that just kills me for how honest it is and just how absurdly funny the character is as a whole, just as he's written and how he's portrayed. It's Liam Neeson and in Schindler's is, List, isn't it? It's Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson in The Phantom Menace, close. No, oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Oh, okay. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. Yeah. gold. <laughs> Uh, it's Ryan Gosling in The Nice Guys. Right. Now, now I, I, I don't know how much you guys want me to talk about it, because I've talked about it before, but just... You can just stop. Yeah, I don't want you to talk about it at all. Yeah. And, all right, and... Yep. No, continue. I'll allow it. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? All right. Yeah. Jared uh, only acts with permission from me. So, to the listeners, that's a note to the listeners. Yeah. So thank you, thank you Niall, for letting me... Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, my lord. Um, so. Milady. Every scene that Ryan Gosling is in, in this movie is so funny. What? Nothing. Keep, keep what? going. We're listening. Milady. <laughs> Milady. <laughs> A classic. There. He got there. Guys, I just finished Game of Thrones also this weekend. Uh, and so I've been saying McQueen and my lord a lot. Anyway, uh, also a um, piece of gotcha. comedic art. Yeah, I love Peter <laughs> that might be for another time. He's the funniest. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> He's, all right. <laughs> anyway, Ryan Gosling. If you watch this movie, like you'll be shocked that Ryan Gosling is not like in more comedies because of how good he is in this one. Um, everything he says feels like an actual person actually like saying stuff. Right, like. It feels very honest and genuine, but it's such absurd situations he gets himself into, and it's genuinely, like, unbelievably funny. And so I hope we get more Ryan Gosling as a comedic actor in the future, because typically you just see him in, like, rom-coms, or more like, hey, we just need a handsome lead yeah. in this drama or something. So yeah, so that's my answer. Awesome. My lord. Mulaney. My, um... (laughs) Same joke twice. Um, My answer is not one that you would expect, because I don't think that I've ever talked about this movie, actually. Liam Neeson and Schindler's List. Yes. I can't believe Niall stole it from me, but that's what it is. His comedic timing is just impeccable. It's hilarious. That movie is really funny. Oh man. 
Okay, oh, who man. is it actually? Anyway, no. It is from a movie. I don't even know if you guys have seen it, but it is one of my favorite comedies. I've it's seen one of the comedies that I grew movie. up watching. Oh, okay, so perfect. Then you will have seen this yeah. because it is a movie. Oh, yeah. Um, no, you haven't is, even um, seen Schindler's List. <laughs> that's true. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only movie he has not seen. Yeah. I'm not into comedies, so I haven't watched it yet. Dude, you're not gonna. <laughs> you are gonna be surprised <laughs> when you find out it is not a comedy. You, is it not? When you finally watch it. What's it about? <laughs> no. Okay, we'll talk about it later. You'll be pretty. Well, later, later, later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my answer to build up to it for an extra 45 seconds is Paul Rubens in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Of course I've seen Pee Wee's oh. Big Adventure. Are you kidding me? Wowie. I love that movie. Well, I mean, I... it's. It's a comedic staple of my childhood. Exactly. (laughs) Nothing better than Pee-wee. And the funny thing about that is he wrote that movie. Yeah. That was his first time being Pee-wee, and that was Tim Burton's first movie as well. Really? And so they were both, like, super... uh I didn't know that. Yeah, Tim Burton directed that movie, and it was his first. And so they were both kind of noobs, and they made that movie, and it is so funny. Like, it's very, very childish humor. And I don't know that it's the best ever, and maybe it's not even my favorite, but it's just the best that I could think of right now because... It was very impactful for me as a young child. Oh, yeah. And I just love the way that Pee Wee's absurd humor, <coughs> just everything that he does is just so, so entertaining. There are two jokes in that movie that make me laugh so hard. And the first one is at the very beginning, like the opening credits are the big, um, like, uh, why am I Rube Goldberg? Is that what it's called? The Rube Goldberg oh, machine? Oh yeah, the Rube Goldberg machine. And, yeah. and it's to make his breakfast, and then he has this giant fork, and he eats like one piece of cereal, and then leaves. And it's like this huge, intricate thing, and he just doesn't eat any yeah. of it. And then at the very end, when he makes a cameo appearance in the movie about in his, his life, own movie. <laughs> and he's like at the front desk, and he like has a line, but they've obviously dubbed over with like a normal person's voice, paging Mr. Herman. Paging Mr. Herman, Herman. please come to the front desk. And it just, I don't know why, but it kills me every single time. It's so (laughs) funny. The more I learn about that movie, the more that I love it. Because it's just such weird, stupid humor. The whole premise of the movie is that he gets his bike stolen from him. And he is told that it's in the basement of the Alamo. And so he's trying to get to the, the Alamo and get his bike back. And he goes on this tour of the Alamo. And then at the end, he's like, wait, why didn't we go to the basement? And the tour guide is like, well, there's no basement in the Alamo. And everyone just laughs at him. <laughs> and he's just so distraught because he can't find his bike. And he's embarrassed. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy movie. Jared, you got to see it. It's a staple of yeah, comedy. You do. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. I mean, I watched one where a guy loses his dog, but it ends very differently. <laughs> Oh, um, right, yeah, and there's three of them. John Wick. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's actually three. Oh, yeah, that's that's also very, very similar to so, Pee-wee. Yeah, Pee-wee and John Pee-wee, Wick are... Pee-wee reacts the same way. <laughs> John Wick is honestly <laughs> just like a cheap rehash of Pee-wee's big adventure. Yeah. Not even a lie. Okay, all right. So, okay, so I'll go into that <laughs> yeah. thinking John Wick, yeah. and you go You're into seeing... Schindler's List thinking... Comedy, thinking comedy. Pee-wee. Thinking, okay. thinking The Hangover. Great. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, my answer is something, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this movie before on this, if, if in no other episodes, at least in the top ten movies one. But uh, my answer is 
I, I'm honestly trying to decide which one between these two characters in the same movie because I think both of them are so good and perfect that it's like hard to decide which one has the better performance. But I'm going to go with Dana Carvey as Garth um, in, oh, in Wayne's nice. World yeah. and Wayne's World 2 nice. in both of those movies. Um, the, the other option being Mike Myers as Wayne. Um, right. Both of them, you can both just tell great. that their characters are coming from such a real place within them, you know? Or at least, like, a real place <laughs> yeah. of, like, what they've experienced in their life. And yeah, people those, who interact with them. Those characters, like, it, it's interesting because those movies are so exaggerated and over the top. But also, like, you see those characters and you're like, oh, yeah, I went to high school with that kid. You, you know? Like... It's just there. There. And his name was Lucas. And his name was Lucas. Yeah. If I know we one person, together. it's like Wayne, Wayne Campbell. It's right. Lucas. But just like the the idea of these um, these two kind of loser guys that are not losers because they're famous in their very small town <laughs> of Aurora. Um, it's just the like they're overwhelming confidence because of the fact that they have this cable access TV show that people in the area know is just so funny. And they like they're breaking the fourth wall is so good, but it, oh, yeah. it goes to um, Dana Carvey as Garth for me, mainly because of the, the Foxy scene, the Foxy lady scene where he's like imagining approaching <laughs> this woman, like his dream woman and he, um, somebody turns on Foxy Lady on the jukebox by Jimi Hendrix, and he, like, imagines yeah. himself just, like, hyper-confidently going over and, like, mouthing along with the words and dancing along and approaching this woman, and then it cuts back to him, and he's, like, just in shock, like, panicking. <laughs> and, like, it, it's just so funny, and that whole performance, like, every moment of that movie that, garth is in is just funny and hilarious and it's because he's such a great character and performed so well so that's my answer my lord Mulaney. <laughs> third time's Thanks, a charm Mulaney. third time's a charm you didn't laugh no before. i think that's <laughs> no, no, I, I think those are all really really good answers um and i think what's what's crazy is like um for mine specifically, it's not like a directly comedic actor. Um, obviously, I, I I mean I don't know the Pee Wee Herman guy. Right. <laughs> Come on. I assume he's a comedic actor. Yeah. Kind of. He is. He also played the penguin one time, and then no, in he played, Gotham he, he played penguin's the penguin's dad. dad. Oh. Well, in I think there's an older movie where okay. he plays the penguin. Or no, no, no. I, he I plays the Penguin's mistaken. dad in Batman Returns. Oh, and then, and he then plays Penguin's dad in again Gotham. In interesting. Gotham. I didn't know that. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I think uh, what I'm trying to get at <laughs> is there's a lot of versatility in actors, you know. Uh, and when we were wow. kind of talking about this uh, Segway King, this performance or th this topic, you know, and talking about comedic actors specifically, I wanted to talk about some of the performances from comedic actors that go against their typical nature or what they're known for. Uh, and so, yep. so my question is the best dramatic performance by a comedic actor. Segway King. And we've kind of talked Whoa. about, 
just as friends, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested in seeing if it's changed at all or, or you know, what, what your answers are. Yeah. So I'll let whoever, whoever wants to go first, go first. But again, like the last question we've had, we had kind of a mix of, you know, dramatic and comedic actors doing comedic performances. But these are tried and true, like comedians doing a dramatic performance and right. it works. So I guarantee you I'm going to steal Matt's answer, so I'm just going to go first. No, yeah, go for it, because I'm, I actually think I'm going to change my answer, and I know that you know what my answer would have been. It's um, right. Liam Neeson and Schindler's List, of course. Dang it, dude, come on! Classic comedian Liam Neeson. Uh, Classic comedian Liam Neeson taking on a serious no, actually, role what in it is. Schindler's List. A movie about a man or whose dog is, it... is taken from him. And then... <laughs> replaced with a bike which is also then subsequently taken from him and put in the alamo yeah the basement of the alamo <laughs> the basement yeah yeah so mine is steve carell in fox catcher oh see um, that i don't think that yeah. was my answer i think that's more jared's answer no i know it no go answer. for it though mm. um but this obviously steve carell everyone knows him we just talked about the office a couple weeks ago um, hilarious. Such a funny guy. Everything comedic that I've seen him in, I've loved. Yeah. Like, um, Crazy Stupid Love, which I actually just watched recently, which is one of Jared's favorite movies. Which my mom hates. I do love it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Shout out to Kel. Oh, Shout out to gosh. Kel. We love her. I've, you know, I'll, I'll stand by. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was really oh, funny. You got one of my favorite movies ever. But it was, it was very, very funny. Um, yeah. okay. One of my favorite Thank parts you. of that movie is... Steve Carell's Velcro wallet. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Gosling just, just like so cringing so at it. <laughs> um, but in Foxcatcher, you would never even know that it was Steve Carell at all because there's also a ton of makeup on him. He looks like a completely different person, and he plays just this like beaten down like wrestling coach to Channing Tatum, and. It's so wild because he just performs that well, super well. He got nominated for an Oscar. He did not win. But the movie itself is just Must super well made. Good, he man. does great in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You have to win an Oscar in order for you to be good. Otherwise, it's bad. Yeah, um, obviously. But yeah, excellent, excellent movie. And especially Steve Carell's performance is really, really cool and well done. Right on. Good answer. Yeah. Um, and no, just in general, honestly, Steve Carell. Steve Carell is a really good dramatic actor, yeah. like in The Big Short. Big Short. Vice. The way, way back. He's in a lot of stuff. I was going to bring up yeah, The Big Short. dramatic. If if neither of you guys... I had like a couple for this, but I, I was going to say The Way, Way Back Yep. for uh, for Steve Carell. He he's is... He, just so painfully oh, good. He is like, the most convincing, the, like, m- like, jerk mom's boyfriend that... that mm-hmm you will ever see in a movie like it's so good oh it's so good Mm -hmm. that's a great movie but all right well then i because my answer was going to be steve carell in the big short um which is like which is like borderline comedy so i wasn't sure if i would count it but um you know reunites steve carell and uh ryan gosling ryan gosling um very good movie yeah Oh, yeah. Excellent. Um, but uh, my answer then is going to be what it always is for this question, which is Will Ferrell in Stranger Than Fiction. Um, 
Mm, I love yeah. that movie. That it's answer. one of my favorite movies. I honestly, the only reason it wasn't on my top ten is because I wasn't thinking about it the day that I made that list. Um, oh, nice. I truly love, nice. I love that movie so much. Um, and it, basically, for those who haven't seen it, it's a story of a man who realizes that his life is being narrated by an author and he is a character in a book despite also living in the real world in the same world as this author. Um, it's very kind of just surreal and strange. Um, but Will Ferrell just gives this like really awesome, honest performance of a man who basically thinks he's going insane um, but it's not really about thinking you're going insane. Like that's kind of an element of it, but it also is just mm -hmm. kind of like, if you know that you're going to die soon, what are you going to do with the time that you have left? And it's basically like, he's this uptight, you know, accountant and decides to kind of start taking risks and living life the way that he always thought he would when he was a child. Um, it's kind of like, for me, I know that everybody loves Walter Mitty, but um, mm. Stranger Than Fiction yeah. is like, for me, the same concept as Walter Mitty, but made more in the style of movies that I usually like. Not to say I don't love Walter Mitty. Um, no, yeah, they're... That's I'd a good comparison, kind of actually. The same realm. But yeah, they're, yeah. they're kind of like, they're in, they're in terms of theme and the message it's trying to get across, pretty similar. Um but I just, I love Stranger Than Fiction so much. And I, every time I watch it, I'm surprised again by Will Ferrell's performance in it because it's really just so good. And it's like, I definitely yeah. think that's not a movie for everyone. Like, I think a lot of people would watch that movie and think like, that was bogus, you know? Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah. I really do just love it. I think it's so, so beautiful. Yeah, I'm yeah, also a I big think... fan. I've since watched it since our last conversation about oh, yeah? that movie. It's and a great movie. I was movie. a big fan. Same. I was going to say, I, I hadn't heard of it before Niall brought it up in our last conversation about it. And yeah, I, I, I hadn't either, it. actually. <laughs> so, there you go. Right this on. time around, we can give some input. Spread the it's good, good word. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah, everybody to watch it's this awesome. movie. So, uh, if, if our listeners haven't seen it, you know, yep. maybe it's a good recommendation. Go listen. I, I demand check it. it out. Even though it has the bad Rachel from The Dark Knight. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie, from... man. Maggie but it, but to make up good. for it, to make up for it, it's got Emma Thompson, and anything Emma Thompson is in is good. Yeah. So. True. That's true. It's it's gold. And Dustin Hoffman. Um, oh, that cast is so good. Oh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, he's <laughs> excellent right, in that. Yeah. It is. It's pretty. It's pretty solid cast. Um, my. My pick is one that was just very dramatic, <laughs> and it was like such a out of left field. I think for anyone who's either heard of it or saw it, um, of course, this is an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, which oh yeah, uh, still haven't seen all this one. Adam Sandler movies are you know they're like Jack and Jill, you know they're <laughs> horrible, bad, yeah, unviewable, unwatchable. Honestly, um, just because the comedy is so just done and cashed in it feels like yep. and you know it, it just never works um that said it's hard to see adam sandler in anything serious and so when uncut gems this is the movie yep. came out uh and he's this jeweler who likes does, does like high stakes uh betting and that kind of stuff um 
and yeah, like it's it's it, it it caught me off guard, and I had to watch it, and I'm somewhat glad I did, and somewhat <laughs> not so glad I did, because it is a stressful, hard watch of a movie. Oh yeah, it's brutal. Uh, it's painful to like watch this guy make decisions that like it and it stresses you out the whole time. Every thing he does, every step of the way, you're like, oh, why am I watching this? Oh, I feel like I'm, you know, at in like yeah. in his place. Yeah in this high sex bet or whatever it is like he's he's got going on and i won't t- say too much about it but it is a tough watch but i'll tell you what it's adam sandler is incredible in it oh like, yeah it it would not have worked if he wasn't just on his a game and he he plays this sleazy jeweler character so well um, so well <laughs> that i i have to give him props for it so it couple, definitely a couple things no, yeah, sorry. It's high on I was my just list. Say a couple things about, I need to see it. A couple things about this movie. One, the only other movie with more F-words in it that was released in theaters is The Wolf of Wall Street. And really? it's only by like three. <laughs> it has like 350 <laughs> uses of the F-word. Well, so, yeah. And here's the thing is the dialogue is aware. so strange. Yeah, yeah. It is a hard watch. It is extremely vulgar themed. and yeah, explicit yeah, in basically a, every way. Yeah, exactly. Um... But yeah, there's like the dialogue is so strange too. Um, oh yeah, because it's like you you can't tell what's scripted and what's not because people are just talking at the same time over top of each other a lot of the time, you know. And they're like, there's like a couple conversations that going on at the same time, and you're just trying to pick up words, elements, like what's going on, and it kind of disorients you, and it's it's really interesting. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a it was a really well made movie. This movie did not win any oscars in fact it wasn't yes. even nominated as far as so I'm that's aware. that's the other thing i was gonna say it was not and he said that if he was not nominated for best actor for that performance that he was going to make the worst movie of all time and so keep an eye out I for am... adam sandler's worst movie of all time he like honestly he did deserve an oscar nomination at least he yeah, did so absolutely. well in that role um, I'm excited. The movie itself didn't even get nominated for anything, really. What do you think? What do you Jack think? Jack and Jill too. Yeah. What would be the premise of his worst movie ever made? I, I don't know. Here's to be here's my theory. It's got to be something. I think abhorrent. it's going to be a Tyler Perry style. All of the characters he's ever played come <laughs> together and meet, and he oh. plays <laughs> all of them. Oh, Happy Gilmore, so Bobby bad. Boucher, the guy from Uncut Gems, the guy from Click, Jack and oh. Jill. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. So bad. It's like the I'm SNL, not gonna watch it. Like, like I don't. I don't watch this stuff at all. Not even ironically. Like it's just not worth it yeah. to me. But Uncut Gems is great. But I'm not gonna watch some crappy Adam Sandler thing. Right. But if he comes out with like the worst movie of all time, if it actually is it? the worst, Absolutely. yeah, because I've seen the Emoji movie. You've seen the emoji pretty, movie. Pretty bad. I, I, I never. I couldn't bring myself to try. You saw it in <laughs> theaters. I'll tell you why. So I saw it in the Kaysville theater, <laughs> oh, which no. was, was two dollars. Okay, Kaysville theater is so a little different. It was two bucks, and yeah. the main, honestly, a huge part of why I went to see it is because I heard the B emoji was in it, and it is not. <laughs> so, don't get your hopes up, kids. The B emoji is not in the emoji movie. <laughs> Be. That's the but. dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you went to see a crappy movie for a, the chance an emoji would be in it, and it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. 
<laughs> no, that's a that's actually a very good way of putting it. But it was worth it. It was a fun experience, even though it's one of the worst movies ever made. On just without a doubt, there's no question. It's just yeah, so 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 bad. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think I think we've talked a lot about a lot of comedy today. Um, we certainly have. We had a lot of fan questions come in. A, a good chunk were about SNL, and so that's one of the reasons we want to postpone and do a full-on SNL uh, episode for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we will also either be introducing a new segment next week, on next week's episode, or this week's episode, if you guys are feeling up for Let's it. Let's do it right too now. late, we don't have to. Okay. <laughs> Let's right. just do it right now, and then next time we'll remember to do it at the beginning of the episode. At the start. And it'll be All more right. fleshed out, because we will have yeah. remembered it. Yes, absolutely. This will, be, this will be a dry run. Um, so, I... Jared, introduce it. Jared. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go ahead. So, I am the least informed person, usually, when it comes to movies. Uh, and it's crazy, because I'm on a podcast with two of the <laughs> most informed people, and some would say overly informed. Uh, some, no. So if no one would say few, that. Few would say. <laughs> some would say that. Most mm. people would say that. Um, and so... We thought it would be a good idea if we had a, a segment on this on this podcast where Lucas and Niall uh, catch me up to date of what's going on in the movie industry uh, during the week, you know, for, for the week or the last week or whatever. But what the pop culture needs to know of, of the movie industry, you know, so it's, if you guys want to say like, oh, yeah, it turns out, uh, you know. They're also including the Star Wars cast in the new Star, like Spider-Man movie, or this person yeah. was confirmed in it, or something like that. Yep. Whatever it is, I would love to hear it. Okay. So. Yeah, I think I know what Niall's little chunk of news is going to be, so I'm going to just talk about what was released today, which was the new Shang-Chi trailer and poster. Shang-Chi. Um, <laughs> so most of you have probably never heard of Shang-Chi. Honestly, yeah, I, I know very not. little about him as a character. He is a. It'll be a Marvel Studios like MCU release. Um, it's going to take place in China, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it so. might. I think part in American, part in China, and it's about basically a martial artist named Shang Chi who has superpowers. And uh, yeah, that's basically all we know because I don't know how close it's going to be sticking to the comics or anything. It's also going to have the mandarin in it because if you remember from iron man 3 niles favorite movie yeah. and Jared I love least favorite iron movie. Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not a fan <laughs> um the mandarin is just a fake out so in this movie they're going to bring in the real mandarin uh i don't know how exactly they're going to do that but which that'll yeah. be cool they, there's been no marketing for this at all until today yeah and so now the trailer and poster they it'll come out in september they teased the real it. mandarin in a short clip that was released on the blu-ray of thor the dark world which is why nobody yeah, has ever seen no this one clip. saw yeah um but it's called <laughs> all hail the king and it's basically but they got ben kingsley back they got ben and, kingsley and um, sam rockwell and sam rockwell yeah, yeah. and scoot mcnary oh, scoot mcnary is in it as this um basically agent that's interviewing um 
Trevor Slattery, the fake Mandarin, and at the end he basically just reveals that there's a real Mandarin out there somewhere, and then they hadn't said anything about it since, which that was 2014 that that came out. So um, <laughs> it was Seven kind of just this, this light tease that they threw in, and now they're going to deliver on it. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, cool. Is this guy connected at all to like Iron Fist? Because I saw that TV show. You know, on it's not going to be connected to anything, those... from what I can in... tell. It seems like it's not going to... I don't know how they're going to fit him in, honestly. In the comics, very... um, Shang-Chi and Iron Fist do a lot together. Um, yeah. But oh, okay. I don't think that Since it will Iron connect is... to the Marvel show. Yeah. I, because I people it. hated that show so much. I liked it, honestly, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, but my piece of news... Is... Some good... Yeah, that was a good piece of news, Lucas. Nile. What you got for me, buddy? Yeah. Um, sorry, I've, nothing, interesting. I've, yeah. I've got some delay <laughs> going well, on. Well, Nile's I'm just going to talk I'm gonna say as if... My other piece of news, which is that... Oh, oh. There, sorry. Oh. What's going on? You're going to say another piece You're of news, Lucas? You're good. Go. Okay, I'm going to say I'll mine. Just shut up. Um, I'm well, just going to say talk... the Flash started filming today. Oh, right. That, that, is, that is true. Um, <laughs> and no one cares um, <laughs> about it. No uh, one cares. <laughs> but I, my piece of news is that um, since the time that we recorded our Spider-Man episode, um, there have been a lot of basically reports and confirmations and whatnot that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were not actually going to be in it and it was not going to be a multiverse movie. Um, but this week, in a in an interview, Alfred Molina, the actor of Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2, um, basically opened his big mouth and spilled the beans about the fact that he had been oh, filming on set yeah. and that, that wow. kind of stuff had happened. And so it's basically wow, like wow. kind of reconfirmed. Wow, uh, yeah, reconfirmed that that's happening. Um, very nice. So that's pretty Very exciting. Good. My my other piece of news then, my smaller piece, this is one, this is kind of a couple weeks old now, but they are filming a live action Powerpuff Girls TV show to be aired on The CW. Um, so you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> so you oh, no. know it's going to be bad. Oh no. Um, but like the costumes look very cartoon accurate and the house does but the thing is like i don't think it should look cartoon accurate costume wise especially I don't, so also I, don't the CW. I don't think it should exist right <laughs> that's should, that's my main should thing exist at all um but like no one was asking for this they've got tom kenny on board voice of spongebob and the the, um, the narrator boy. um he is on again as narrator and uh very nice. Some stuff like that. But it is one of those things. It's just like nobody has ever asked for this. Like, why <laughs> yeah. Why is this being <laughs> Nobody. Made? They probably like, just like, I like Powerpuff Girls, they had but I think I would like it, you know? it more if, if it were real. Like, nobody has yeah. ever had that conversation ever in all of history. <laughs> so. Well, that's some good... That's some bad so news. So there's your news, Jared. Do you have news. any news? Do you have any non-entertainment related news for us to educate us on the things that we don't pay attention to? Which is Not everything really. else about the world. See, see, <laughs> I'm still catching up. Like, like I said, I just finished Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, I'm a little behind on the <laughs> right the pop culture talk. So, 
Cool. Nothing from me. Well, all right, but then. we'll refine the segment. Yeah, we'll refine it. <laughs> yes, as we, we go will. forward. But, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this week, as homework, go tell a joke to a friend or a loved one or a roommate or whomever. Just spread a joke. And then listen a joke. to a stand-up special by John Mulaney. Listen to a stand-up special. Or whoever. John, yeah, listen, listen to Salt and Pepper Diner. Listen to My Girlfriend's Boyfriend by Mike Birbiglia. Thank you all, and you have a very good night.